This is John Radhouse, and you're listening to the Caddy Line Podcast. This episode, I'm joined by Brian Vranish, caddy for Siwoo Kim, and we're getting you primed for Olympic golf. Here with Brian Vranish, caddy for Siwoo Kim, and he's on the way to the Tokyo Olympics, the 32nd Olympiad, representing South Korea, the men's golf competition, the third edition. Thanks for joining me on the Caddy Line. Oh, thanks for having me uh, anytime. You know, every week we get to we, we get on a plane, we travel all over the country, you know, sometimes all over the world. There's cities and tournaments we've been to before. Some are some are new, some we know better than others. And, you know, I was in a similar position to you like five years ago, you know, sitting there in the airport on the way to the Rio Olympics, caddying for Seamus Power. I mean, how how does that how how stoked are you right now to be going to the freaking Olympics? I'm uh, I'm really fired up. I mean, it hasn't really hit me. I mean, I was literally in line right now, you know, going through check in and I'm like, I went to the 84 Olympics in LA as a child, and now I'm like, hey, I'm going to the Olympics. But crazy thing is, it's for Korea, which I'm I'm fine with, and um, it's just wild. I mean, everyone's like, where are you staying? What are you doing? I go, all I know is there's a guy holding a sign with my name on it, Korean Golf Federation, and uh, hopefully it takes me to the right place. <laughs> I think you'll find your way. I mean, it's... Uh... <laughs> You know, that's cool. You said that you went to the 84 games in L.A. I know you're a Cali guy. And and then I also heard maybe you have a relative that competed at the Olympics. Yeah, fortunately, uh, my cousin John Garland, his um, wife, girlfriend, uh, Lovey Jung, played uh, softball. She went to U of A and then uh, she's a gold medal winner. And then unfortunately, I think they were silver the last time. And then they actually just brought softball back this year. And she was going to be a coach, uh, but... Uh, God bless them. They just had a baby, and uh, she's not going to be able to make it over there. Yeah. Did you get any insights from her about what her experiences were like? Yeah. So it's it's a little different with us uh, with this COVID this year and whatnot. She stayed in the village, and we actually spoke uh, last week about it. And I have just actually found out I'm going to be staying at a resort down the way from uh, the golf course. Uh, the golf course was some ways away from the lounge or the mm-hmm. – uh, the uh, village. So I think they decided to put us over there and kind of give us our own bubble. But uh, she said it was wild. She's like, you know, you could go and like, uh, you know, randomly you'd run into Usain Bolt or somebody else or like a ping pong player or, um, you know, you go in the gyms and she was a female, obviously, but it's different. But she's like, you know, I'm, I'm working out next to a Russian power lifter or whatever, where, you know, that would have been wild. I'm not a workout guy, but I think I would go in there and just kind of look at it. I mean, you got if you think about it, it's it's once every four years, these people train for this majority of them are amateurs and, you know, it's live or die. And uh, I mean, we're a little different here in the U.S. It's not uh, as crazy as some of these other countries with getting paid and, um, um, you know, having to go to the army or whatnot as well. Right. Yeah. And I want to touch on that, too. I mean, and, and that it sounds like she highlighted a lot of things. I mean, that was my experience as well. And I did go to the gym one time and was lift you know working out next to these guys and this guy had he was doing box jumps on this five foot you know high box jump and he's got a shirt on that says f gravity and i'm just you know (laughs) laughing at myself like you know what am i doing here and it's so crazy that you know as caddies we have the opportunity uh to go there you know and and you're right to you walk around and you see all these people and all their names from all over the world countries on their back you're wearing your kit everywhere i mean you know speaking of that i I've got enough stuff for St. Patrick's Day for a lifetime. What kind of gear did they uh, dial you in with, you know, going over there? I just said the same thing to my wife. So they sent me like these two boxes and I just start 
taking stuff out, taking stuff out, you know, and they're all in like plastic bags, pre-wrapped or whatever. And then I finally called his manager. I'm like, there's enough stuff in here for the next four years. And he's like, just leave, leave it in the bag. So I didn't even, I stopped even taking, so there'll be like Christmas again when I get over there. I stopped taking stuff out of the bag and I was like, we'll just see what we got when we get over there. And um, yeah, I mean, they, uh, funny thing is a lot of rain gear and whatnot. The weather looks like it's supposed to be pretty good, uh, you know, high 80s, low 90s. But um, uh, hopefully they got at least seven golf shirts in there or um, <laughs> I'll be uh, re-rolling my own, my own gear. You'll, that's funny. No, you'll have you'll have your Korean gear set. I I will tell you that I had a fun time uh, trading stuff with people. Yeah. I, a lot of guys wanted me. You know, oh, give me an Ireland hat or an Ireland shirt. So definitely take advantage of that when you're over there. Um, See, yours though, yours is a little different than mine though, because you at least have a holiday uh, yeah. once a year where uh, they're going to be like, first of all, I don't know any Korean that's wearing an extra large. And, uh, <laughs> so we'll 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 see my uh, my bartering. We'll see if. Uh, Maybe I can trade uh, my boy J.J. Jakovic for something on the USA team. We'll there see. There you go. Get some USA gear. Yeah, that'll work out. Um, hey, mm-hmm. I want to I get to the golf course specifically in a bit. But first, I just want to rewind to the beginning of the year. I mean, you guys won. See, we won the, the American Express in La Quinta. Basically catapulted you guys in this position. And you know, y'all had a right. top 10 at the Players in the Memorial this year. You had a 12th at Augusta. And I wanted to interject a, a quick story because it kind of intertwines us. Again, that I was I was working for Siwoo at the desert in 2020. I, I got remember. a call from him, and I go out there, I and I, I it couldn't have been a more polar opposite week than you guys experienced this year. I mean, I, I showed up, yeah. and he had been grinding for like three weeks, and we go out and we play a practice round at the Nicholas Course, and he hits like six balls out of bounds, and I'm like, all right, whatever, it's a Monday. So we go out again on Tuesday. We go play the Nicholas Course again, six balls out of bounds. I'm like, all right, maybe he's not feeling it. Wednesday, we yeah. did the same thing. We go teed up on Thursday, and we get to the first tee. He's like, do you have golf balls? And I was like, no. Like, I didn't know I was supposed to get your golf balls. We go out oh. there, and he's like an 86. I mean, it was just like the worst round of his career. And withdrew, and then, you know, whatever. It wasn't it wasn't the right fit, but then yeah. you guys got, you know, you guys got hooked up, and you, you started playing well right away. And what clicked for you guys out there this year that, you know, was a completely different run for him there at La Quinta? Well, it's not funny, but me and you actually walked to the parking lot together uh, when you were working for him. I was actually working for Kevin Chapel that week. Right. And uh, you're like, I go, how'd it, how'd it go? You're like, Brian, he shot like 85 or something. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, okay. But um, no, he, uh, and then I started a couple weeks after that. And when I started with him in Phoenix, he goes, Brian, I have the driver yet. So I'm like, oh, this is, this is great. I'm really excited about this. And, uh, but he goes, I'll be fine in two weeks. And sure enough, he just grinded it out. Uh, Claude Harmon came back in the picture and, um, we got it together. Yeah. So Hawaii, we are, um, on the chipping green. I'm a big goal orientated guy and whatnot. And, uh, we battled at the end of the year last year to, uh, get 125, which, you know, didn't really matter because of the COVID, but it actually does for invitationals and whatnot. And I go, what are your goals? And he's like, I want to win. I want to make the Olympics and I want to um, make the tour championship and right away we won and um, we're on the cusp of making the tour championship. You know, we still have a couple more weeks on tour and then the Olympics and uh, fortunately he made that. And then um, I had a good, uh, we went and practiced and played last Friday and we had a good um, session, but I, I told him, I go, Hey, you know, I know, I know you feel like you have a lot of pressure. I mean, 
everyone thinks like if he doesn't get a medal, they're pulling him out and throwing him in the army the next day. It's not like that. I go, listen, I go, you're in a fortunate situation. I go, if the Olympics were happening last year, you would not have made the team. So you need to be thankful and just play golf. Whatever happens, happens. I mean, it's not often you come in third place any week, even if there's 70 players. And all you can do is go out and hit the first shot and see what happens. Yeah, I, that's funny you bring that up, and we might as well dive into it. It's funny, I was thinking about a Jerry Seinfeld. I don't know if you're a Seinfeld guy, but I, I saw his stand-up it. once, and he's got this whole bit about going to the Olympics, and it's like, you know, first place, second place, third, and then it's like never heard of him. You know, and it's, yeah. it's kind of an all-or-nothing yeah. thing next week. It's a different atmosphere in that you can really kind of let it go. You're either going to get a medal or, you know, I mean, either way you're going to have a good time. But there is some additional pressure maybe uh, on Siwoo because – with Koreans and then this mandatory military service, but there's this loophole. If they were to meddle in certain situations, they don't have to do the military service. So, you know, you, you alluded to that a little bit. What have you guys spoken to about that? What, what do you think his focus is on the week? You know, uh, and, and I do think he's a guy that deals very well with pressure. You look back throughout yeah. his career yeah. and you reference yeah. some other moments. So, I mean, he's a guy that when he gets in a rhythm, he kind of gets on autopilot and makes it look easy. You know, what are your guys' thoughts about this whole Kind of if I meddle, you know, I don't have to do military service thing. Well, um, I mean, it's 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 hard because a lot of people don't understand. It's so he just turned 26. He has a green card. He can actually wait till he's 35. So that's nine years. He could technically have two more Olympics, maybe. Uh, Sung Jay, uh, maybe a, a touch different. No green card. He would have to go by like 32. Yes, that. I mean, that's crazy. You have to take you know two years out of your life and do that. But um, you know. They've known this as kids. I mean, um, there was a thing called like the Korean Games or the Pan Am Games or something where some players like a KH Lee, a Sung Kang, you know, a medal in that also gets you out of the Olympics mm -hmm. or the, uh, sorry, the uh, Army. But, you know, like Sung Jae and Siwoo turned pro when they were like 14 years old, you know, so they didn't, they weren't that good at that time uh, to medal in those games or whatever. But I mean, I mean, what could you do? I mean, there's, there's, uh, you know, you go out there and play your best and um, whatever happens, happens. I mean, we've had some talks where, you know, he would probably wait until like the last day at age 35 to go over there, which he could still make a lot of money over here. And, um, you know, you cross that bridge when it gets when you get sure. to it. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like, you know, how many people when you interview them on Thursday, they shoot 64 and like, oh, have you thought about Sunday? Like, no, I have 54 right. more holes left. And majority of the time I'm going to come in 18th place. So right. um, you just go out and try your best. You know, well, you know how, to, how it goes. And you've got an interesting perspective too. I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. I mean, you were a tour professional, you know, a really good one too. And, and how do you feel like, as I, there's caddies come from all different walks of life and golf experience, you know, high school golf, college golf, some can't break 90, you know, some hate the game other yeah. than caddying. And then, you know, you were a tour player. How does, being a former tour player help you and your caddying? Uh, well, I wish it helped me more, but um, um, I love it because I just, uh, I think there's always like a decent player. I know you're a good player. There's numerous guys out here that are good players. And I, I really think that helps to where if you look at a shot, now granted, your player might not even want any of that. I mean, so mm -hmm. it, it all depends what you're They're working on. But I mean, yeah, it's just to see the shot or, uh, you know, have your guy go, I'm going to do this. And you look at him and you're like, bro, you have like a 28% chance of pulling the shot off. So, um, you know, just, uh, 
I mean, being there, I think, uh, has helped, uh, you know, fortunately, Siwoo speaks very good English and he laughs at me because we'll go to a course and be like, how you do here? I'm like, I missed the cut. He goes, every, every course you miss cut, every course. And I'm like, well, the ones that I did well on, unfortunately, they don't play them anymore. But, um, so, uh, no, it, it's, it's, you know, I tell people, they're like, hey, do you miss playing? Yes, I do. But once they call his name on the first tee, I feel like I'm teeing off. I probably get more right. nervous than he does. But once we go and get in the first fairway, we're ready to rock. And uh, I feel we're a pretty good team and we can go out there and laugh. And I think he looks at me, too, because he'll, he'll know. And, uh, you know, like he gets excited or appreciates it when another player actually knows me more than him because I played with them or, you know, so. <laughs> Um, I think it's a pretty good vibe. Yeah, that's a great that's great insight. And and he's got that dry sense of humor. And so I can yeah. totally hear him saying that. Um <laughs> let's 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 flip back over to the Olympics a little bit. What do you what do you know about the golf course? Um I know a lot of people haven't been there. It's gonna be kind of a new thing. It's a golf course in Asia, so there might be some advantage for some of those players. What can you tell me about the course from what Siwoo's told you or what you've looked at on your own? Well, fortunately, uh, Siwoo's uh, girlfriend um, actually is a very good player. Unfortunately, um, I can't get her name right off the top of my head, so I'm not even going to try. But um, she has played Korean Tour and whatnot, and it's actually played a couple of events at the golf course. And so shortish, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say I can give you an exact yardage, but I'm going to go probably – 7,000-ish, uh, more parkland, you know, trees, kind of uh, colonial-ish, you know, or like 90-degree dog legs and whatnot. Um, and that's about all I know. I, I mean, I mean, Hideki having, you know, coming off his Masters, and yeah. I got to believe he, he's played there numerous times. So um, he might have a leg up. And uh, But good thing is with golf courses people haven't played, there's not enough practice rounds, like, Unless people have been over there way sooner than I think. But, I mean, technically, I'm getting there Saturday. I probably won't do anything. And, um, um, you It'll know. It'll be like a normal week of prep for yeah, you is what I'm imagining. Exactly. I mean, that's how I treated it. I really love the fact that we were competing for a medal and that I was able to go out there and do my normal thing, walk the golf course, do the practice rounds. Yeah. That's an interesting point you bring up, though, about guys that haven't, you know, when the majority of the field hasn't played a golf course before. I think you were – starting to make a point there were you just talking about more like how it's the form you have coming in and then also like you know how the course fits you and and what your style is and you know firing at flags or what what were you get what were you getting at there no i mean i mean you understand you've done this to where it's like you know even with golfers later on in their career it's like um i don't want to go to john Deere. why well i've missed four cuts i hate the golf course i can't do it so you don't have any scar tissue you know it's like uh, people are like, oh, how are these young golfers so good? You know, blah, blah. And I go, they've never made a bogey on this golf course or, or whatnot. So it's like they don't they don't know. Like everyone's like, oh, the players is so hard, you know, um, 17th. If you don't have scar tissue, you don't you, you can't unless you're just a negative person in my mind. I mean, so you should just be able to it's like a new day or like a child. You know, I have I have a couple kids where, you know, when they were younger, they were seven and nine now. But you like take them to the mall and they're like, oh, my God look at that sign. And it says like bathroom on it. And you're like, why are they tripping out? Well, they've never seen it before. So, uh, um, you know, if, if you go in with that uh, childlike mentality, I think you should be all right. And golf's hard. I mean, it is what it is. It's, uh, you know, you can wake up 
your neck hurts. Your, it's that's why they play four days, and uh, it's not March Madness. And you know, we'll see what happens. Um, so then, on the the Olympic side, wait, what are you looking forward to the most? You know, being over there. I'm I'm really looking forward to. Um, I mean, it, it's pretty wild. I was talking to my wife about this last night. To where I've actually worked for both of the guys uh, on Korea, Sungjae yeah. and Siwoo, and um, you know, I, obviously it's an individual sport, but you got to hang with your team and whatnot. Where I'm just excited. I mean, I wish obviously I could see more sports and do that, but uh, I hope they embrace it all. And uh, I mean, I'm here. Uh, I just, I just really want to go see what it's all about. And, um, you know, everyone's got a chance. Like they said, it's just, uh, you know, it's different than like, I think like a runner or something, you know, you gotta, you gotta make the time or whatever. There could be some guy, no offense from like India or something who's 350 in the world who could win the damn gold medal. And, uh, you know, that's just crazy with golf, how many more people they let in. But, um, I just hope everything goes off clean. And uh, everyone has a good week, and hopefully uh, we don't have to go into a playoff for a gold, uh, bronze medal or anything. Yeah. And uh, I get on that charter to Memphis and have a glass of champagne with the kid. Oh man, I'm rooting for you so much. I, when we were, Seamus got hot on Sunday there, and we looked up at the leaderboard, and he was tied for third at, at one point, and, and we kind of fizzled towards the end. And Matt Kuchar went crazy to kind of clearly yep. get the bronze medal, but. I, I, we're all pulling for for Siwoo, uh, you know, next week at the Olympics. Hope you guys get on the medal stand. I know you're gonna have a blast, no matter what. Um, you know, thanks a lot for joining me, uh, Brian. Hey, and, you know, have have a safe journey and and really enjoy the heck out of the Olympics. I have one more question. You might know, um, but I have no idea yet. What if there's seven people tied for first place? Are they doing a three for? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, you know, usually a golf tournament, you have playoff or whatever. I just did, didn't know how they would run it. You know, I, I don't remember. I'm sure they have it all written up ahead of time, and that would be interesting yeah. to see play out. But, I mean, you're going to have to play out yeah. play off for medals. I mean, I, I think in some of these other events, if they tie, you know, like they both run the 100 meters and they tie exactly on the nose, you know, they will all get medals. So maybe that's the answer, too. Maybe they're going to hand out seven gold medals. I I don't know what's going to happen in that situation. I'd love to see it happen or maybe not, but that's an interesting question. You can, well, I mean, you can answer I it for us on the caddy. That's what I'm going to do. I'm actually fortunate enough to uh, get some insight when I get over there. And then uh, I'm going to, I'm going to find that out first of all. And then uh, you'll see me in my Korean gear and I appreciate everything. Hope, hope you're well, hope everyone's well and uh, look forward to uh, talking to you guys again soon. Sweet, Brian. We look forward to hearing from you all week long and and have a fun week and and play well. Thank you for listening to the Caddy Lion Podcast. And join me again next time as we preview the WGC in Memphis. In the meantime, stay tuned to all things Caddy Network and enjoy the action. (laughs)